This is Jocko Podcast number 409 with Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Good evening, Echo. Good evening. Sometimes I want to take you by your shoulders and shake you. You've got to open your eyes. How long will it take you? Running through life blind, what a waste. Shut down and neutralized, what a case. What happened? What happened to you? What's going on? What's going on with you? Someday becomes yesterday. Your life goes and crawls away. You're walking hand in hand with a death trip. You can't even feel the power in its grip. And those right there are the lyrics from a song called Wreckage or Wreck Age. There's a hyphen in there by a group called the Rollins Band off the Lifetime album, which was the band, Rollins Band, led by Henry Rollins, the singer from Black Flag, one of my favorite bands as a kid. Especially, by the way, Black Flag, My War, Side 2. That was on my record player for, I don't know, probably 18 months to two years straight. That song, though, from the Rollins Band album, had a big impact me on me. And that album had a big impact on me. It came out in 1987. It was sort of one of the bricks in the path, I guess you might say. You know, you, you know the Pink Floyd song, it's another brick in the wall? Mm. Well, I've been putting bricks in the path. Okay. This, this album, this song definitely put some bricks in the path for me. And it's amazing, really, that people can go through life blind how they can slip down the slope and get neutralized and be caught in the grip of something without even feeling the power that's controlling them. And I think Echo Charles, you recently recognized you were being a little bit neutralized. You were being inhibited by alcohol. And when you recognized that, you took control. You squared some things away. And I think that your story over the past few months and your thoughts and your methodology for how you executed might help a lot of people. Mm. So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Let's, what is your history with alcohol? Where does it start? When you were a kid, what, what about your parents? Was there alcohol in the house? What's going on? Yeah. So there was alcohol in the house, mm-hmm. but we hardly ever saw it. So it was like... Uh, so my mom never really drank at all, but then my dad was like the super social dude. Mm-hmm. So he would like, he'd like after work, he'd always bring us with him, mm-hmm. and you know, for for the most part. Yeah, like after work, he'd go to these beach parties with his friends, and they weren't huge parties, they were just hanging out with their friends, mm-hmm. basically. And yeah, he'd drink and stuff. And you oh, figure, how old is your dad at this point? Uh, Probably in his 30s, maybe? Yeah, so you figure, well, he was 33 when we were born, so, okay. you know, yeah, 40s. So he's like my 40s. age-ish, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going down, down to the beach, Yeah, having a couple beverages with the boys. Yeah, which, you know, there's no, you know, we grew up on Kauai, so it's like, that's just how, so it's not like, a, it wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, kids running around, and we weren't the only kids, so you know, at the pavilion, you know, by the beach or whatever. So, and my dad was the kind where like, um, you couldn't tell he was drunk. You know how some mm. people you can tell, oh, yeah. they just night and late, they switch and you can tell they're drunk yeah. in whatever way, their behavior, yeah. their, their. Well, let's break that down a little bit. Some people get angry, mm-hmm. right? They want to fight everybody. Mm-hmm. Some people get silly. They're laughing at everything. Yeah. Some people, slurry, they get all slurry yeah. and kind of lose their motor skill, motor skills. Yeah. Uh, 
I can tell you when when I used to drink a lot, mm. I would just be more of me. Yeah, I would just be like an amplified me. Yeah, and that's was it's fun, but it's not yeah. really like one of the best long term. Yeah. Not a long term thinker. Yeah, yeah. And so your dad was one of these dudes that would be like. You could barely even tell that he's drunk, type thing. Yeah, or that he's drinking. You couldn't tell. Okay. Like I, and then again, I was a kid, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But he would not act different. Mm-hmm. And maybe if there was something different, I didn't notice any kind of pattern, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a thing. And then what would help? And I'm thinking back. I remember this. He, I would be like, "Oh, Dad, have you ever been drunk before?" And he was like, "No, I don't get drunk." He would say that, mm-hmm. even though he does get drunk. But he would say that. You know, I don't know if that was a tactic or what. But yeah, it was like full on. He didn't act different at all. Meanwhile, I see other people acting different. Like they would get, I, I saw like people get in fights and I seen mm-hmm. a guy like stab a guy in the arm and like all this stuff or whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, they don't know how to control the alcohol, you know, that kind of stuff. Wait, you thought that? No, that, that's what my dad would say. You know, sometimes we're yeah. like if someone's showing out or something like that, um, they're like, yeah, they're just drunk or whatever uh-huh. kind of a thing. And I was like, okay, well, you know, alcohol can do all this stuff. But for some reason, either my dad doesn't drink a lot right. or, you know, it just doesn't affect him. So it was like that. And then, but every once in a while, like I'd find, find like a 40 ounce in his truck, mm-hmm. half, half gone, you know, like that kind. But I didn't notice any, any of the effects though. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. My mom would mention it like, oh, dad's drinking or whatever, but I wouldn't see it. So I didn't know what she was talking about. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of it really. So when, when did you start drinking when you were a kid? No, like not when we were a kid. Actually so me you, and my brother Jade, mm-hmm. we didn't drink. And it was like kind of, you know, we played sports and stuff like that. But even through high school, when everyone else started kind of drinking and partying, we were like kind of like it was like a like a badge of honor kind of a mm-hmm. thing where it's like, yeah, we don't drink or do drugs, nothing like that. In fact, we we had this newspaper article when we went to college and they were like, you know, interviewing us or whatever. And they were like, oh, yeah, what would you want to like what message would you send off to people about yourself that you'd kind of, you know, want want people to know or whatever. We're like, oh, that we don't drink or do drugs and never will. That's what it said in the newspaper. Damn, look at you. <laughs> getting in, I didn't know you were so famous. No, no, well. Back in the day. Back in the, yeah. No, I mean, we were we were playing football, so, mm-hmm. you know, football's kind of a thing. You were kind of hometown heroes, huh? A little bit. I, you know. Do I most of the guys that play football in Hawaii, are they from Hawaii? Or do people come from freaking Nebraska and stuff, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. At UH? Yeah. University of Hawaii? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, everybody. So, like, some people from Hawaii and mm-hmm. then some people from the mainland, for sure. But is it kind of like if you're from Hawaii, you're sort of a hometown hero type thing? Yeah, because you we don't some. have NFL in Hawaii, or we don't have a pro team in right. Hawaii. So UH is kind of the the top in right. the state, you know. And we're kind of isolated, so yeah, it's a. Li- I think it's a little bit more heightened. I think like something. I mean, other some towns are like that as well, but yeah, for for sure, I would say being a football player in Hawaii, like especially when you go to UH, it's like a thing for sure. Did you guys ever get in any trouble with the kids that were drinking? No. No, never. Did people peer pressure you? And what'd you say? Not really. I'm no. No, I ne- I never felt any peer pressure. Check this out. As a tactic, isn't it easier with the peer pressure to say I don't drink than to be like, well, not right now, and well, well, I guess I'm not really drinking tonight. Yeah, I think so. Just and be I, like, no, I don't drink. I think if you have, and now that I'm thinking of about this clearly as an adult, mm-hmm. if you have something else going on that's like noticeably at least a little bit successful. Mm-hmm. And then you say, I don't drink. It, it kind of, you know, people kind of put two and two together. Like, okay, like that makes sense, you know, right. kind of a thing. And we were always into sports and like working out and stuff. And we weren't the only ones, but 
that was it seemed like that was kind of a thing like we were obviously on like this path you know mm-hmm. and then so we we're like yeah we don't drink so i don't remember any of our friends i had some peer pressuring friends too by the way <laughs> jeremy treskin yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know he drank a little bit you know yeah. like whatever he was just like normal um and yeah i don't remember him peer pressuring us to drink he peer pressure us into doing a bunch of other stuff, but never really drinking. Okay. Or so he knew that that was a futile effort because you guys had a hard stance against it. That's what it felt like, yeah. Okay. And then what about you get to college? How'd that go? Did you enter into the drinking realm into college? Nope. So it was like, that didn't move me either way. College and freedom now and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So we actually, there's at UH, there's like this dorm, I think it was called Elima, And it's like, there's no drinking allowed. It's a non like drinking, no drugs dorm. Elima. That's what it was called, Elima. So even if you have a beer, like a closed beer, or if you went shopping and you had a beer that you're going to give to your friend or something and it was in the dorm, you would get busted for it. I think you'd get like kicked out of the dorm. So it was like that. Whereas so it was like a non-drinking dorm and we stayed there for i want to say like i don't know two semesters or two years what what did was it kind of nerdish because i mean you know sometimes it's like not drinking is associated with being kind of a dork or a nerd yeah and now you take all the people that don't drink because some people that don't drink they don't drink because they're getting jacked or they don't drink because they're a freaking straight edge hardcore kid or whatever and but then you also get people that don't drink maybe because they're a little bit nerdy. Yeah. And they don't, they're not social, so right. it's sort of socially awkward, and now they put them all together. Yeah. What was going on in E. Lima? Uh, what was going down? <laughs> Tell me what's up. <laughs> I don't know. Me, put it this way. If it was, I never felt any of that. I never felt that people thought I was a nerd or nothing like that. I just figured that's just how. Because there was other people stayed at that dorm. So that would dorm. you say if you took a cross-section of E. Lima dorm? Yeah. And you just looked at all the people, it would seem like just regular, like a normal cross section of a normal college dorm. Or would you say, yeah, no, you're right. It yeah. kind of leaned. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah there was more. A little bit. Yeah. It was lean. And thinking back, now yeah. I can notice, oh, wait, there was a lot of people who are really into the academics and really right. not, really trying to avoid the distractions of the party mm-hmm. um, aspect of college mm-hmm. for sure. Thinking back. But, um, but I didn't feel it at the time at all. And so did you stay in the storm the whole time you were in college? No. What happened? <laughs> I think, you know, I think the curiosity kind of gets the better of you overall where, you know, you're around people and, you know, parties and stuff like that. And everyone's like having so much fun and still getting good grades and we're playing football and stuff like that. And a lot of people, pretty much everyone, pretty much there's a handful of people who didn't drink or do drugs, but pretty much everyone else drank too on the team and they're still doing great in football and all this stuff. So, so the, the idea of drinking being this big detriment in your life mm-hmm. started to get normalized a little bit. Drinking became normalized, n- more normalized. And it started to kind of shed some light on the idea, how true or not true it is. It shed some light on the idea that I think this whole being a non drinker thing was more just like a cool thing to say mm-hmm. and do for the, like the novelty, you know, because ultimately it's just not even a deal. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal at all. And then, so you kind of mix all that stuff together and then, you know, we're curious. When you would drink, what kind of drinking were you doing? Were you a dude like, you know, you see the college kids that are just slamming handles of vodka. Yeah, doing the whole college thing. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah, because college drinking is different. Blackout drunk scenarios? I never was that, no, 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 no. So in college you figure. Because I'll tell you what, like in the SEAL teams, there's a whole nother freaking, and I guess the military at large, there's a level of drinking, it's probably comparable 
It's it's in the realm of like college type drinking. I think blackout, you're, throwing yeah. up, right? Pff, alcohol poisoning, Competing getting your stomach pop, drinking games, drinking you know? yeah. competitions. Yeah, like there's a level of stupidity. <laughs> yeah, that goes down in the eighteen to 20, <laughs> 22, 24, yeah. 25, You know, yeah. age group. Yeah, this is when people die. Yeah, this is when people fall out of windows. This is when people. Die of alcohol poisoning, drown in their own puke. Oh, yeah. uh, just all kinds of horrible things happen. Yeah, and it comes like that age group, eighteen to, like I said, twenty three, twenty four. You know, hopefully by the time you're twenty five, you're not s- slamming handles of vodka. <laughs> but <laughs> I think the military is probably more hardcore. To I be think it is too. Yeah. I think it is too. The other thing that's well, there's a bunch of things that make it that way too. Number one, you have a paycheck. Yeah. So like a college kid, like yeah, yeah, you, you're true. a little bit concerned about your money. That you know, you're a little bit concerned about your money. In the military, you're like, yo, I'm getting another I'm getting more money in two weeks. Yeah. So the money I've got it. for right now is for tonight. <laughs> and we're gonna get it's it. True, yeah. And there's a whole element of like we're gonna die anyways. Right. Yes. That's what you I know, thought. I came to grips with that. I was talking to Peter Atia when he came on the podcast last time. Like, you have an element. When you're in the SEAL teams, even in the nineties, there's no war going on, but you're skydiving. Yeah. You're freaking diving, you're locking out of submarines, like People die. And so at some point in your head, you either believe that you could die or you at least use that as a rationalization to like just get crazy. Yeah. Like at least some part of you is, well, you know, this might, I could die tomorrow doing a skydive. So we're going to have a good time tonight. So you have that whole thing going on. So you got a paycheck, Mm -hmm. you got a possible death in the near future. Yep. And you got a bunch of friends. And the other thing that's weird, oh, this is probably the biggest one. You know how, when you go to college, you're free for the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, that happens on a weekly basis in the yeah. military. You were like <laughs> in the field and you were like, couldn't do anything or yeah. you were in the barracks yeah. and then the weekend comes and we're going to do whatever we want. Let's go. That, that totally There's makes There's all sense. kinds of dumb shit going on, going down in the military. So I think it is next level, slightly next level. And look, I've seen the college kids give it a run for the money. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they go. Yeah, it feels like there's a different, um, like, dynamic as far as like what's what drinking is kind of centered around so like military has this just general feeling of hardcoreness to it where like you know you're dealing with guns and real bullets and like all this real Mm -hmm. real Mm -hmm. stuff kind of on the hardcore part Mm -hmm. of the spectrum and then um and then it's like this stress reliever, I guess you could say. And like just and if you're going to do something like it better be kind of hardcore, better be kind of badass. Right. In college, it's not like that. It's more about like the fun and the party and the freaking, you know, the freedom and the kind of we're wild. Yes. But not like. Let me ask you this. Did you football players ever just like drink by yourselves as a group? Uh, Yeah. 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 Drinking beers or whatever. Not. But that was different, though. That's different. That's Mm -hmm. just more like you're just cruising, Mm -hmm. drinking beers, not getting hammered and partying and pounding shot. We're not part, you know, taking shots. Yeah. That's when you get isolated elements with alcohol, with no possibility. Like a lot of it, let's face it, in the military and as a young man, a lot of the drinking is centered around going to find women. Right, you're going yes. out to find girls, meet girls, all that. We're going to a party, we're going to a bar, we're going to a club, all this other stuff. In the military, sometimes there's no, not you're not even doing that. Yeah, you're just literally getting drunk and wrecking yourself for no reason. Yeah, no, I <laughs> so, don't think. Yeah, I don't think that's not in my experience anyway. But so yeah, when you, it. so you were drinking hard. No, well, 
no, this is not what really, yeah, kind of. It, I mean, no harder than anyone else. I just thought okay. it was really fun. You know, like the first time I ever drank, I was like, bro, I have no idea how people can sustain this because beer tastes like really bad. If you mm-hmm. if you never drank mm-hmm. and then try to drink a beer, even like a super light one without mm-hmm. like that much beer taste, you're like, bro, the taste itself is jamming you up, you know, mm-hmm. the more you drink. And then uh, I remember thinking, man, I wish beer tasted like Mountain Dew because getting hammered kind of was cool but mm-hmm. the taste is holding me back from the fun i could be having kind of a feeling you know and i remember i would always like chew gum or like mm-hmm. whatever but no i wouldn't drink that hard but when you don't drink and you're new to drinking yeah. it doesn't take a lot you know but it was it was just more about the fun and stuff like that a newfound fun you know and and you just viewed it as now it went from something that you didn't do but now it's just kind of a normalized thing that has become part of your yeah. life yeah. no big deal yeah. drink oh we're going to go out we're going to have fun we're going to drink yep. all good loosen things up a little bit provide a little social lubricant big time right yeah. okay yeah. yeah and we did dumb stuff for sure and mm-hmm. i did dumb stuff for sure i e like you know you sneak into like private property and like have the party there i got in trouble for um (laughs) inciting like what they said was a kind of a riot which wasn't a riot that was an exaggeration Uh but it was basically a big party was going on there's two parties going on in these high-rise dorms Mm -hmm. and they both got shut down because there were two there was like a band in there and stuff it was like it was a flagrant party Uh it wasn't my party i was just Uh part of it it was my friend's one and then so, the, you know, everyone comes, shuts it down, and everyone has to all come. To, this is like hundreds of people. They all come down, and now they're in the courtyard in the bot, on the bottom floor. And it's like no one wants to end the party. It's kind of early, you know. And no one wants to end the party, but they don't have anywhere to go. And you can't hang in the courtyard. But technically, as an individual, you can't. See, I, was, I kind of mm. formulated my little argument. As an individual, you can hang out in the courtyard. Yeah. So as a group, you can't. But as an individual, you can. Mm-hmm. So I was going to, and so all the, their security and then the RAs, resident advisors, I think, whatever, they're saying, hey, you guys can't hang here, right? Hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And I knew most of them. So I was just going around saying, hey, you don't have to leave. And I'd, I'd say that argument where it's like, you can stay here. Like, there's no rule against staying right here. You know, mm-hmm. we can't have a party. But if you just say, you're, I'm just here cruising by myself and I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, I'm not with them kind of an idea, you can't go. And I was right. So when you drink you become an adamant debater <laughs> that was one of the one of the things for sure but it worked though so no one left and more security would come more security would come then the cops finally came and was like you guys all do have to leave and then everyone left and then i got in trouble for that <laughs> but yeah that was like, it was like that kind of stuff like i wouldn't you know you get into little fights and stuff like that but it wasn't anything where you, i wasn't getting arrested are you trying jujitsu yet no you just knew a little bit. I knew right. from the Hoist Gracie tapes and right. stuff like okay. that. So actually, we would do little tournaments and st- little matches mm-hmm. in the gym, but mm-hmm. I did not. I was not trained in jiu-jitsu at this point, no. And that's how your college, kind of normal college, still mm-hmm. drinking is pretty normalized. Are you you're drinking weekends? Are you drinking during the week at all? Not during the week, no. Just, so you're just drinking weekends? Weekends, yeah. Kind of no big deal. Mm-hmm. All right. Then you move out to San Diego, right, after you get done with college. Yeah. And you get out here. Did you go straight to work in the in the nightclub industry? Yeah. And so now it's alcohol centric. The environment, yes, but I wasn't. I was still only drinking on like days off, kind of okay. a thing, like two days, one day, two days a week. And that's kind of the the where you stayed for a while. Yes, was like okay. Did you drink? Hey, you get done working at 
two o'clock in the morning, and like you guys close the front door, and now we're gonna like pet, you know, every or, once or in a while, or is it not yeah. really like that? Every once in a while, yes. If like let's say I worked on a Saturday and I don't work on a Sunday or whatever the mm-hmm. days are, and then you know the the manager or whatever, because mm-hmm. we're all friends in there too. So you know we'd close up, and then yes, we'd have like one drink, two drinks. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't just drink all the alcohol in the bar, you yeah, know. It's yeah. like, and plus you got to drive home. Yeah, you got to drive home. You got to, you know, like it's not party time and it's late. You're not gonna, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, although that probably happened, you know, once or twice or whatever, but generally speaking, no. So you just have one or two, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And again, not every day. Just because you're around it every day, like I'm not drinking every day. Most people not like that. It's okay. just on the days off. So you're still kind of in a place where drinking is sort of normal you're not really feeling any negative impact nope. you're having fun not, not at all yep. you're still working out you're still yeah. doing normal stuff yeah. you're not you haven't been arrested you haven't gotten a dui you don't feel the need to drink every night so you're in a pretty what we would say is a non alcohol is not having a now look we could drill down and be like oh yes right. we could pick it apart yes but from your perception at the time alcohol is not having a negative impact on your life that is correct and, and here's why which is like something that like you kind of go in and out of remembering mm-hmm. this idea that thinking back then even in college where the reason it wasn't a problem is because i, I had other stuff going on that was more important than hanging out and partying mm-hmm. or another way to put it is alcohol didn't fit into the more important things that i was doing like it didn't fit it right. would always mess it up so like you can't if you're into your fitness mm-hmm. you know kind of a thing being a young single guy in San Diego, whatever, to, to, and I was always, always into fitness, or whatever, but I was kind of into it. So if I'm drinking, right, you can't work out mm-hmm. hungover. Like, it's not sustainable, you know? And I knew that. And I was really into, like, the working out process was fun to me. So I was like, frick, if you work out, it makes working out. Or if you drink, it's not fun to work out the next day. It's not at all. No matter mm-hmm. how much you power through it, it's not fun at all. So it was night and day. So it was like, it, I understood that these other things are way more important than drinking. No matter how fun it gets, these more thing, these things in life are way more important. And drinking would just get in the way. So, and that was always in the back of my head, not consciously, but that's how it felt. You know, like if someone was like, "Hey, let's go out party," I'm like, "No, nah, I have like workout, I work, you know, all this stuff." So it's safe to say that you wouldn't be considered like an alcoholic by standard definitions. Not in the public definition. I mean, medically, yeah, because of well, how much, but. Oh, okay, because they, they would give you like a thing in the military to judge if you're an alcoholic oh, or not. Yeah. And, yeah, it, sure. and, and it would be like six questions like, do you drink to get drunk? Do you ever black out? Do you have more than whatever? Mm. And it'd be like, it'd be that you'd, you'd answer them, and then it'd say, if you answered yes to one of these questions, mm-hmm. then you, are, you could be considered an alcoholic. And, most of the guys in my platoons would just every one of those yeah. be a yes. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course I blacked. I blacked out, you know, last night, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. it was almost like they judged it to the point where it didn't mean anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, everyone's just an alcoholic. Yeah. But it sounds to me like you would have actually answered no to most of those questions. Like, I would have answered no to most of them. But I still would have been alcoholic because I would have answered one, yes to at least one of those. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I do have to answer yes to a lot of the ones that the doctor asks you. You know, you have more than, you know, four drinks or whatever per week. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I have more than four drinks in one day. Yeah. And I drink more than once a week, yeah, you know, I kind of a one, thing. Yeah, more than four drinks in one hour. Yeah. You know, Sometimes. it's like I'm Sorry. an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so you're doing cool. I mean, relatively speaking, relatively. this is not a... This is not causing negative impacts in your life at this time. Correct. Again, could you have been better? Yes. You know, when I look back at my life and I just think of the financial 
implications yeah. of drinking, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. Yes, it is. Because when I'm on the SEAL teams, you know we spent a lot of money yeah. on alcohol, a lot of money on alcohol. And if I would have saved that money, invested that money, bought something, you know, a house, whatever, like it would have been just a totally different scenario. Yeah. I mean, we'd spend, it was no factor to spend four or 500 bucks a night in the 90s. Yeah. You know, in the early 90s, go out and spend 500 bucks. Oh, like at the bar. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Because oh, yeah. yes, back in the day, you could only get $300 out of, a, out of an ATM. Yeah, that's true. And so I remember I'd have to kind of preload the day before yeah. to make sure I had like 600 bucks for, the, for whatever we were going to do. And look, that might include a taxi, and it might include some, some burgers or whatever, but most of it, Three, four hundred of it, booze. Yeah. Just like an idiot. Bro, that's so true, huh? there's that. And then time. Yeah. You know, like how much time did I spend drinking and did we spend drinking when we could have been getting better at guitar? Could have been, you know, learning how to do a skill that would be more valuable. What sucks is, you know, you're in the SEAL teams, there's only these certain skills that you care about. That's it. And you I think that applies shooting, to everybody. You just care about diving. You just like just these things that you care about and you can do okay with them. Yeah. And you're pretty good at them. And actually in your platoon, you're like, dude, I'm, you know, we're all the best and I'm pretty good even with the best. So I'm yeah. good. Yeah. That's the exactly the same. My obviously not with shooting and diving, but with the stuff that I cared about, it was drinking basically was like second to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I could fit it in. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can get five workouts a day or a week, um, get to work on time, do a good job at work, not get arrested and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you're like, you're kind of good to go. So you feel like you're good to go. Yeah. Okay, so then what What created the where, where you started to drink a little bit more? Was that when you got injured? Was that you? Yep. Yeah, so this is years later. So mm-hmm. you figure. So you, you lived know, that lifestyle for five, six years. Five, six, 2001, seven two, years. Three, four, five, yeah, five years-ish, you know. Okay. Yeah, just, cre- like, I would say I was not, an anomaly as far as drinking. That's why I, I hate to say it normal because I wish normal was people didn't drink. But for in comparison with normal humans, mm-hmm. you were kind of doing the normal thing. Drinking on the yes, weekends, sir. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. You know, maybe if there was a Sunday, you know, pool party, you'd kick back with a couple, two, three, five. Exactly, seven, exactly right. Call it good. Yep. Okay. So we we know where you're at. And then you tear your bicep. Is this the first bicep that you tore? Yeah. So, and fast forward, because I got into jujitsu, which was even more like, hey, no drinking, you know, like kind of. So, and then I was working out twice a day, like doing all this stuff, competing, you know, also drinking, right? You can't do all that, you yeah, know? Yeah, jujitsu so, slowed my drinking down. Big time. Like big time. Oh, like yeah. when I went from just being in a platoon, I wasn't doing jujitsu. Because then what are you doing on the weekends? Like you, we'd go to work out on the weekends, but we go to work out at like 10 yeah. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you drink all night, party, whatever, get home. The bars close at two o'clock in the morning in California. Yeah. You know, whatever. Maybe you takes you till three. You fall asleep. You still, you know, yeah. Wake up at six hours later. It's nine o'clock. Go work out. Do You're it. totally in the game. You're totally in the parameters of the job and of the life that you want to be living. Totally. Now, when you throw jujitsu in there, and by the way, you can go. Uh, you don't have to wrestle. A pull-up bar. You don't have to wrestle right. the, the deadlift. That thing mm-hmm. doesn't fight you back. Yeah. So if you're not giving it your all, it doesn't know. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like totally. if you it, you couldn't get you know your sixth rep, your sixth rep, mm-hmm. it doesn't care. You just did five, and it you don't have to yeah. pay anybody for that. 
Yes, sir. But it, on the ju- mats of justice, yeah. there will be justice. Oh, justice is served. Oh, yeah. And if you're competing, well, that like, matters. You know, month. where, like, if you're like, okay, I'm going to go to training and you're competing or whatever, you got a tournament that month, that week, whatever, and you go train and you have a bad day of training, that is like, oh my gosh, like, freaking, should I be competing? I'm not that good. Or what, you know, like, just day to day, that's kind of like the, that constant evaluation of your skill level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're hungover and you have like m- multiple bad days of training, that gets in the way of your goals. Yeah. And it's really awesome. Obvious. So did so, you had you cut back on drinking during your jujitsu years? Um, n- now that I think of it, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't like a thing where I'd be like, okay, it's just like, hey, if I if I can't really drink, then I don't drink, you mm-hmm. know, kind of a thing. It wasn't like, oh, I really need to cut back. It wasn't that. Yeah. It was like You're I got like, jujitsu. Oh, so I got jujitsu tomorrow. I'm not going out tonight. Right. I don't consider drinking. Right. You know, right. drinking is like I have to consider actively. You know, then I'm like, oh yeah, I can drink tonight, kind of a thing. Okay, so you get injured. Yes. And now you can't train. Can't train. And this is when you're starting to get creative, for lack of a better word. You're making videos. This is kind of in the yeah. beginning of your video career. Is I it think not? one that injury kind of opened up that mm. you know where because I can't go train, I can't lift really. I mean, mm. even when I'm lifting, it's like you you don't have many fitness goals you're trying to achieve when you're injured like that. So yeah, you're just you're trying, trying to maintain, maintain, trying to do rehab and stuff like that. So in the meantime, what are you going to do? Kind of a thing. And yeah, I was always into that creative stuff, you know. So. Yeah, I picked up a, a camera or whatever and mm-hmm. started that. The reason I bring that up is because I know f- that you have told me, and you used to tell me this even when you were drinking, you'd be like t- explaining that you would kind of get uh, pleasure mm-hmm. out of sitting there making a video and drinking your, what did you used to drink? Vodka and soda water or something? Yeah, like well, this? at that time, I think it was vodka and grapefruit juice. Okay, so you're mm-hmm. drinking vodka and grapefruit juice yes and but you would just drink that's what yep. you do you sit in the computer and you work on your videos yep. all night all night long yeah staying up late well here's the thing sometimes even, you used to come to record the podcast mm-hmm. in the morning and you'd been up all night well or a lot of the night yes oh yeah a lot of the night pretty much all yeah all night well if you remember fast forward a little bit the first few podcasts i would drink while we're doing the podcast that's insane yeah dude. and that was just like like the first drink of the night but yeah, here's what it is Wait, though. Why did you drink while we were recording the podcast? I didn't even know you were drinking. Yeah, it was just, it looked like a cup of water. Because yeah. no one has a big cup like that of just full of, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It is, so you were drinking, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to those and see what drunk echo, but you weren't really drunk. Nope. And you were just buzzing. After that one drink, it's like you don't really feel it till the end of it anyway. So it doesn't, it, that was not a, it didn't really change me at all. Even when I stopped drinking, I didn't feel any difference. Okay. at all but um no and here's the thing here's and I, i'm gonna say this part because it's a trap because this is part of the trap mm-hmm. where because you know it's like an addiction right so there's good addictions and bad addictions and of course both are kind of debatable on certain levels or right. whatever but i got addicted to the learning process of all this video and cgi and all this stuff because at that time that was the beginning of the resource flood you know like on youtube and stuff. you can learn anything on youtube like right now you can learn pretty much anything on youtube you can literally learn how to be a lawyer on youtube right now um but back then it was like that was the beginning of all that Mm -hmm. and a big part of it was video stuff and video related stuff yeah and it's of course for videos to learn there's going to be a lot of videos to learn about videos to learn because the people that know how to make videos are (laughs) making videos to it's, learn because they, they make do. videos. Yeah. Exactly, exactly <laughs> right. So consider the little, like, 
trap I kind of fell in is because I was I got addicted to that as well. That's all I wanted to do. What do you mean addicted? Like that's all I wanted to do is like learn how to do this next effect or this next type. Like of how video many hours this, would you spend doing that? Like eight to ten hours a day, just straight. Yes, straight. So a lot. So like during the day, it wasn't as fun, but during the day. And I'd try to get a workout in of some but sort. But Sarah would be like, come on, like, hey, we want to eat dinner. And you'd be like, oh, I can't, I'll be down, just co- eat without me type thing. Yes, yes. Not that specifically, but yeah. yes. But oh, like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not, not doing that. I'm not doing a bunch of other things because I'm just going to be yep. dorking out over here. Correct. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we didn't have kids till like later. Uh, okay. like, so it was just me and her. But um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fully. Like I wasn't going places. Even if I would go places, I would be like thinking, thinking about, about it. it. Yeah. Fully. I was addicted to that. But then at the drinking, now I was really addicted to the process, you know, because you you get to kind of. Because it makes it like more fun. Way more fun. Oh, yeah. So, um, but like I said, like the, there's external things that can make the addiction to the drinking way more powerful. Like if you're addicted to like going out looking for chicks or like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the other thing that you're into, if it involves drinking, mm-hmm. like it makes it like double, double addictive mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Just so happens mine was a constructive thing. But which ended up being a little double-edged sword because now I can rationalize it more, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you used to rationalize. <laughs> you used to rationalize some videos and some ideas that were just dumb. Oh, yeah. That but, was part of it. And too. we had many conversations about that where you would basically say you'd have an idea when you were 2 o'clock in the morning and you were kind of drunk and you'd spend f- three hours working on yeah. like something that just was yeah that you shouldn't be working on. Yeah, and the next day. Oh, yeah. You know how many like... So we'd laugh about um, started videos, started videos, started companies. <laughs> so I buy like five URLs, like <laughs> XYZ.com. And the next day I'm like, proud of what I was teaches CGI graphics.com. <laughs> oh, trust me, that's a way better idea than the most of them that I had. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the, yeah, that was, that was the process right there. Okay, so we started this podcast in 2015, believe it or not. And I remember for a while you kind of like backed off I remember you know you were saying like dude you know and you kind of backed off of drinking for a bit yeah um and you kind of went back to maybe the normal like oh weekends whatever yeah, yeah. having a pool party whatever something like this yeah fully and a lot of that is because I had kids so when you have kids or whatever you make those adjustments but it's weird because I'm not competing in jujitsu anymore. And, you know, fitness is kind of like, eh, you know, like I don't care that much about it, even though I did care about it. It was still part of the whole gig, but I didn't care as much because the career part of my life was like um, was improving, you know, and was kind of establishing itself before the podcast. So as long as I could get the work done, as long as I could get a workout in and as long as I wasn't um, failing as a parent. The rest of the, the, you know, is I fit in the drinking and just so happens you can make a lot of adjustments, you know, with these things, especially when you run your own schedule. So you can go, okay, I'm going to drink and then, okay, you know, kind of and kind of battle through everything else and still kind of be able to be successful in it. Mm -hmm. You can pull that off. So, yes, I wasn't getting like it wasn't super heavy, but basically I was maintaining for sure. But I'd go in and out though. Mm-hmm. Like I would quit for like a month, you know, that kind of, I was that guy, which is When you quit common. for a month, why would you quit for a month? Would you be like, dude, I'm doing this too much and I'm not yeah. getting stuff done? You just sort of, it's okay, a then, feeling that comes, you know. So was it full like addict mode when you're like, dude, I just really want to have a drink right now? Uh, or did you say, you know what, I can quit anytime. So yeah, yeah. just quit for a month, that's yeah. no big deal, I'm that good. That was it, that was it, yeah, exactly right. I never felt like, every once in a while when I'd wake up like 
actually in the hungover realm Mm -hmm. where I drank kind of too much and I'm physically feeling not that good. Then I'd be like, man, I really need to stop. But then if it wasn't that, I was like, because I proved to myself every single day that I can power through the day, even if I'm a little bit dragging, you know, it was that kind of scenario. And then what happened, um, like co- basically COVID, now we're in lockdown allegedly. And look, you, you and I lockdown was not like a normal person lockdown. Mm-hmm. I think we were kind of doing what we were doing. Uh, but it did mean the kids are at home. It did mean there's no travel at all, Yep. you know? No and jiu-jitsu I mean, either. You, tra- you and I traveled. Uh, people were doing jujitsu in very small groups and it was easy to not do jujitsu because, well, you could be like, well, I don't know or whatever. Mm-hmm. So do you started drinking more Yeah. in lockdown? Yes, sir. So, and here, I think this is important because I think a lot of people are kind of in this zone as well where COVID lockdown, yes. I got to the point where I could get good workouts in and still drink every single day and a lot too. Mm-hmm. But I could still get like PR workouts yeah. in, like good workouts in. And that's in. because you didn't really have much else to do. So you could like literally lay in bed and yeah, more or less. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to work out until six o'clock tonight. Yep, and exactly. Be all good to go. Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly right. But drink a bunch of water, you know, some Gatorade, like freaking, you know, walk around a little bit, do some work. You know, I'm just sitting down in front of the computer, you know, hanging with my kids, like kind of playing around, go outside, throw the ball, you know, a little bit, you know, like that kind. It wasn't like I have to go to this work and make all these decisions really function like yeah. cognitively, you know, it wasn't that. You basically used your day to recover. Yes. Yep. Exactly, exactly right. And, you know, th- it kind of helped that I had a real tolerant wife or have a real tolerant wife. So she would just be like, oh, well, you were up late working because technically I was. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's just his, sh- his Even schedule. Even you were making a CGI video of a freaking <laughs> yeah, of the a tooth fairy or something. chicken. Or yeah, something. Yeah. But, but like I said, it was kind of like my work was delivering, you know, where it, there was no metric that you could say, hey, you're failing at work. In fact, it was the opposite. It was like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, things are growing. Oh, because like yeah, now we had the podcast. Had and the podcast, we're d- developing new things and they were landing. And, you know, it was like, like I said, there was no metric to say that, that I was regressing, you know, in, in life. All, all arrows were pointed in a positive direction. We'll say most. Yeah, Mo- for sure. <laughs> most arrows. Yeah. So you so, can kind of tolerate it, you know. So. Were there any hints in there where you were starting to think like, maybe I should not be drinking so much? No, there was not. Not not noticeably like given, I don't know, maybe like a, a general standard, mm-hmm. you know, where, like I said, like, bro, I don't go out and party. Mm-hmm. I don't go out and get into fights. I don't do illegal stuff. I don't go to, I'm not going to jail. I never had a DUI, nothing like that. So no, I don't abuse anyone. I don't even get angry or nothing like that. I get even more social when I drink, you know, around people. And I wasn't really drinking around people that much, you know? So it was like freaking whatever, yeah. Nothing tangible, we'll say that. I mean, you could go look into your brain and be like, hey, am I reaching my potential or whatever? Then yeah, but that's different. It's it's funny how we can take our potential and just say whatever about it. I know, bro. You know what I mean? It's like you can take your potential or whatever. As if that's not a, an awesome thing to go after. As, as, as if your yep. potential as a human being is just yep. a whatever. It's true. It's a sad, a sad state of affairs. Uh, at a certain point, though, I know some things kind of happened that, that you did think about. Like you had some snowboard trip you went on with, uh, with Cairo. Where yeah. What happened with that? Yeah, so it was... They, 
I think throughout the drinking process, there was something in my head saying like, this isn't good. Like literally this is bad. I don't know. We, we're not at the maturity level yet to admit exactly why, but we know it's there lingering, you know? And you're saying you. Me, in yeah. myself, in yeah. my own yeah. brain. So I would do these little tactics where I'd be like, hey, freaking, I'd pour my drinks out like for the night, you know, I'd pour them out like beforehand. Mm -hmm. Be like, okay, there's like, you know, I know how much vodka goes in one big drink. So I pour them out. So I'm like, okay, I got four drinks tonight or five drinks tonight or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I take the bottle and I'd be like, Sarah, freaking put this, hide this somewhere, you know? So I don't, cause you know, after a few drinks, that plan goes right out the yeah. window. You just want that other one. Cause you want the fun to keep going. So I knew that. And so I got to down to the system. Right. And sometimes it wouldn't work because before the night would end for some, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'd go like, I don't know, go in the bathroom or something and I'd see, oh, that's where she hid the bottle. So I'd know it, you know, mm -hmm. like that. I don't know, it was, it was real messed up. It was like behind the scenes, Dude, there that was says some red That's like a big giant red danger flag to me. If I'm, if I'm asking my wife to hide the liquor from me so that I can't drink it later when I'm a little bit drunk. Yes. Yeah. But totally. you didn't, you didn't, you actually registered that as if you were squared away. Okay, good system. Exactly right. <laughs> it wasn't perfect because I defeat the system sometimes, but the point there isn't like, you know, whether I felt good or bad about it or nothing like that. It was more that it was obvious that something was wrong that I was fighting against, mm -hmm. even though like I felt or I could rationalize to myself that it was working. It was obvious that something like was wrong and, and I could feel it, you know. So what happened with the snowboard trip? Um, You know, one of these moments of clarity, I'm like. I realized I was one of these people who had all these like, for lack of a better term, dreams and aspirations and plans. And one day I want to do this. And ooh, I'd really like to get into this. Every time I see someone snowboarding, for example, I'd be like, oh man, I've always wanted to snowboard. Like for years and years. I grew up on Kauai. There's no snow on Kauai, by the way. So I'm like, oh man, I would really love to do that. And then I'm like, wait a second, I could totally do that like tomorrow, right? You know, like at this moment, but then why don't I? And it never really happened. Then one time just, it was just one of those happenstance moments of clarity that I'd be like, not nah, like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to make the plan, tell Sarah. And, you know, Sarah grew up in the snow and she loves that kind of stuff. And she was like saying, so anyway, I made the plan. I was like, hey, let's go snowboarding right here. And Sarah signed right on because she grew up in the snow. She loves it. She was freaking super happy. She was even saying, freaking, I've been waiting for you to get out of your routine mm. to start doing more stuff like this or whatever. I was like, okay, cool. And then we did it. And we went up there. It was like the best, man. Everyone freaking loved it. I freaking loved it. I loved it. I liked it even better than I thought I would. So it's like one of those things. And it was just yet another hint that, bro, there's a world out here that like is like limitless that you can things you can do, things you can learn, things you can, you know, have the potential of like embracing and succeeding in, you know, on all these different levels. And it's all out there waiting. But that drinking, mm -hmm. which that it always came back down to the drinking because I can work all, you know, I can work a lot and still do that stuff because I'll have the energy to do it. But drinking, you spend the whole, just like I said, you spend the whole day recovering essentially. So you're like, if you're not in the mood to do something, bro, that feeling goes way up, way up when you're dragging from drinking. And for you, that before. was even true with that jujitsu part. It was like a struggle to go, you know, where I'd be just dragging myself to. And the other day you came and you were telling me afterwards, like, bro, jujitsu is so fun. So fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, back in the day where I think we're all kind of like this, who've been into jujitsu for a long time. Back in the day, it's like you couldn't wait to go to jujitsu. Even like when you, when you wake up, like in my case, 
I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be like, shit, how long is it till I get to go to jujitsu? Just can't wait. Everything about it is fun. Doesn't matter if you get tapped or don't tap. It doesn't matter. D- nothing matters. It's just like just being there and doing it was fun. Everything from the moment you step. So I'd always think about it. But, bro, when you're dragging, mm-hmm. bro, that's kind of the last thing I want to do right now is go get freaking choked by Jocko and stuff and freaking <laughs> get claustrophobia because so he won't then, let me up. So then the window starts to close and you're like well i woke up a little bit late and i gotta you know i do want to do this and i gotta take out the garbage and plus i was supposed to uh, you know i'd probably not the best day for me to go yeah oh yeah fully and it's habitually that would happen so much that after a while i kind of like forgot about it in this sense where you forget about jujitsu because it's just not in the schedule and then Every once in a while, it'll click. They'd be, oh, wait, I could go to jiu-jitsu right now. Then I'd, like, drag myself and go. So I'd hardly ever go. I'd go, like, once a week, once every two, three weeks, you know, like that kind. There was a competition of jiu-jitsu this weekend. Yeah, hell yeah. World League. And my, Yeah, World League. Good tournaments. Uh, run super smooth. All good. Well, my daughter competed, and she she was competing. She did gi and no gi, and she was competing with the gi, and she's in like a tough match, you know, these are, you know, it's tough matches. And I see, you know, some transition and I look at her and she's smiling. Like, yeah. like, like not a huge, like over the top smile, but just like a smile as if she's like watching, you know, the office or just like a nice <laughs> little smile. Like she's just having a, having good, time a good time in the middle of a f- little bit of a, you know, a hardcore match, you yeah. know, yeah. People, tra- people are trying to break your arm. People are trying to choke you yeah. and like, she like, Maneuvers around, she's getting a girl's back, and like I look at her face, and she's smiling like this, like a I'm so happy, and I was like, yeah, that's the jujitsu right there. Oh yeah, it is. And I zoomed in because I was videoing. I zoomed in. I try. I think I tried. I haven't reviewed the tape yet, but I think I caught like she's putting a choke on someone, and she's smiling just to herself. You know what I mean? She wasn't looking around. She's just herself in her own world at that moment in time. There was peace and happiness. In her world. That's real. And that's a real thing. Oh, yeah. And fuck, bro. That's like one of the things, too, that what drinking, in this case, like what drinking just robs from you. Because there's that, like that idea, that little thing, that smile, that freaking happiness, you know? You'd be surprised how many things in life like that that exists in. Yeah. And, bro, I'm telling you, you'll miss. <laughs> I don't know. I did. I totally would miss a bunch of that stuff, you know, because I'm, like, focusing on recovering and, uh, like, you know, you're dragging. You're not in the mood for anything. So things that are supposed to give you the internal smile yeah. aren't doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. And you get used to it. So it's, like, a kind of a sad state oh. of affairs, you know. So now you're just not smiling very, as much. Not as much at all. What about What about – did you lose the, let's say like you're making videos and you're still into that and you, did you lose any of that? No. You still like that? Yeah. You still got an internal smile? Yeah. Yes, sir. Did you feel like the, cause you know, you'll hear a rock and roll guy say like, well, you know, we wrote this song, we were high, we were drunk. That's yeah. kind of like helped us make this wild stuff. I heard Joe Rogan will say like, you know, these dudes were high as hell, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, did you, do you, how do you feel about your creativity with alcohol. Yeah. I would say that that's a real thing in my experience. I felt like that was a real thing for mm-hmm. sure. Because like to to think back and analyze it, it was like from an idea standpoint, all my idea, well, you know, and this goes for everyone, by the way, for mm-hmm. the most part, where when you drink, all your ideas seem good, that's not just what, the good ones. That's what I remember you telling me is like, you tell me like when you're drinking, you think all your ideas are good. All of them. Which is, a, which is not good. 
Nope. Because then you don't prioritize and execute. You don't prioritize. You no. just think you just had 19 good ideas last night. Oh, yeah. And, and they're all stupid. Well, be, 18 of them are dumb. Well, maybe. think about it. This makes sense. And it's true because when uh, video, who, who cares about making videos or making creative stuff? Just say in life, when you go out drinking, all ideas are good. Bro, let's all take off our clothes, go to the freaking pier in PB mm. and jump off in the middle of the night. Yeah. That seems like a good yeah, idea yeah. when you're drinking. And I know this because that's literally what I did with my, this is a long time ago, but this this is like one of the things <laughs> you do. And then when you think back, you're like, bro, that was a, wasn't a good yeah, idea yeah. You at get all. arrested. 100%. But literally you in the moment, drown. it seems like a good idea. Yeah. Bro, let's get into a fight with that guy. I don't like how he looks. Mm -hmm. I don't like how he like looked at me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you looked at me or not, but I just don't like it. Let's get in a fight. That seems like a good idea. And then you'll just execute, you know? It's like, that's everybody. Everyone thinks an idea, most ideas seem good. But it can kind of help you when you're formulating creative ideas. So you're just like, everything is included. So you're just like doing it and following through. And it's part of the learning process as well. So it's like, there was a, always a big payoff for me for that. So it would help me, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, results-wise, I don't, I don't know. But process-wise, it did, yeah. It made work way more fun. So I guess there's something that Carrie said to you mm -hmm. that left an impact. What did K-Dog yeah. say to you? Yeah, we were at sushi, and I was drinking sake too, mm -hmm. by the way, and it still made an impact where he was explaining to me one of the- Because Carrie doesn't drink anymore. Yeah, at all. Yep. So, and I was asking, well, yeah, you know, why not or whatever. And I wasn't trying to get him to drink at all. I was just wondering, like, what's that, you know, what's the process? Keep in mind, like, nowadays too, we, it's, we slowly hear- more and more people kind of start saying like, hey, yeah, I haven't drank for like mm -hmm. two years. It was just getting in the way, you know? And even you, what you would say, but I just thought you were just different. Mm -hmm. But even you saying something very specific, which really landed on me after I stopped drinking, was you just said simply, drinking doesn't help you. That's all you mm -hmm. said. So I was like, oh, damn. But before that, Carrie said, oh, well, he's like, in a nutshell, the reason I quit drinking is because on one hand, if I drink, my life goes to shit every single time. And on this, on this hand, when I don't drink, my life literally gets better and better and better and doesn't stop. And I was like, oh, damn, that's like a good, even if that's not factually true for anyone, like that's literally how it works most of the time. I mean, it'd be hard pressed to find someone that their life gets better when they're drinking and yeah. gets worse when they're sober. Exactly, Look, right. Maybe you could take some kind of a short-term tactical view that like, oh, I'm gonna have more fun at this party. Yeah. But if you wanna talk party. about, yeah, at your life, broad, broad, broadly speaking, mm -hmm. there's no one that's on the list of like, my life is better when I'm drinking alcohol. Yeah, or ever since I picked up drinking more, it, my life has improved you know, by so much. You so know? he says that to you while you're Drinking, yeah. While you're kicking back sake and sushi, yeah, yeah. And it was it was a fun time, and that that did add like another little inkling of an ingredient to be like, because like I said, like I wasn't hundred percent okay with it, but that you know I did I wasn't enough I wasn't not okay enough with it to actually stop. So, but that added like another little thing that really stuck with me mm -hmm. that pushed, nudged me in the direction of like, okay, at some point this is going to have to stop. So at what point did you reach the, the tipping point? What was it? Or what, what were the final kind of like items? It was weird. It was almost like a, um, like a super anticlimactic ending to a movie or something <laughs> like that. It, it wasn't like, oh yeah. You know how like some people they'll be like, and this is what I do too. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to stop drinking on Monday and it's like a Friday, you know? So I'm gonna have one last, you know, deal and then on Monday it, it'll happen. And then maybe it works, maybe it doesn't and it for sure doesn't stick, right? But mm -hmm. mine was like, it was like three or four days before camp 
and the jujitsu camp. Jujitsu camp, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, I for whatever reason just didn't drink before, like a few days before that, just by happenstance. And then I went to camp, and then I think in camp, like things gel because you're just in the mountains and a lot of times like we're just you just by yourself in the cabin you know and so like all the information and you know that's kind of rolling around in your life kind of like gels in your brain i think i think that was it that's it and you kind of do the math and you kind of like search your feelings and all this stuff and you kind of realize wait a second drinking even short term has not been really serving me in a way and then if I could ever find it in myself to like not drink for a week, it's like why I feel so much better just in, in general. And like you kind of consider, sure, I did some cool things like outside of my normal routine and, you know, developed cool traditions and, you know, you know, snowboarding was just one of them. And that is cool. But imagine how many other things could like materialize if I just freaking finally just turn my back on drinking, you know? What about that incident that we had? Um, we had an incident at camp with you, me, my daughter Hannah, a couple other people, and there was a dude at camp. Mm-hmm. And we were all just sitting around for mid rats or whatever, like the, the, the post evening jujitsu session. Oh yeah. They bring out food and you can kind of go get, you know, make a make a sandwich, grab a milk was kind of the deal. Yeah. So we're all in there doing that, and you're kind of tired, you know, but you just got done training, but you're not, you know, you're going to go get some food. Yeah. You don't want to go catabolic. No. So we're in there eating, and uh, they made an announcement, like, hey, if you guys want some beer, there's some beer in there, you yeah. know, et cetera. And we, not all, I mean, we were all just got done training. We're not feeling like drinking, and there was a dude at the table with us, like kind of an older dude, probably like a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. And... He stands up and like walks over to the cooler. Well, before that, that guy, we were talking with him beforehand, yeah. and he's a successful dude. Like, yeah. works in uh, I think Silicon Valley or something like that. Yeah. Started yeah. some company. Was an yeah. engineer or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like a successful dude that's yeah. you know at camp doing jujitsu on the path. I mean, it's yeah. like all good, right? Yeah. And then he, we don't we we don't think anything of it. You know, there's like an announcement. Hey, there's beer in the coolers. If you guys want to grab a beer, cool. He kind of just hears that, and I don't think anything of it. He stands up, goes over, grabs a beer, you know, all good. Comes back, and I remember he he kind of like put the beer on the table, and he reached to open it, and he goes, I haven't had a drink in 20 years. And I look at him, and I just go, hey, were you an alcoholic? And he got a look on his face like he just got busted kind of, yeah. and also saved. Yeah. At the same yeah, time. That's a good way to put it. That's and he goes, yeah, I was. And I was like, what, what the fuck are you doing, bro? I was like, give me that shit. And I took it away from him. Yeah. And I was like, go get a milk. Yeah. And like, you ain't drinking. This is horrible. Boom. So he was kind of like, like I said, he looked like he got busted. And then he looked like he got saved. And he walked over and he grabbed the milk. <laughs> and I remember I was uh, walking back with, with my daughter. And because then, you know, we all sat there for a little while and at the, you know, when we left, I was like, hey, bro, you know, this is do not drink, like do not come to this freaking camp and derail your life. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. He was a little bit like he almost got possessed in that moment. The weird thing was it wasn't like the possession 
was random because I could understand if you know we were all like hooting and hollering and listening to freaking Brazilian dance music <laughs> or whatever, and we're all in there, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. pumping our fists in the air and yeah. and having drinks, but we weren't. Mm-hmm. We were sitting around literally talking about jujitsu, getting ready to go to bed. Yeah. So it was weird that he got caught up in that moment. Yeah. So I'm driving back or driving, I might think I was driving one of those little golf carts back with my daughter, and she just looked at me and she said, there's nothing good about alcohol, is there? And I said, no, there's not. Yeah. It's horrible. Uh, the good news is I talked to him like the following, like there was three days left at camp every day I talked to him, you know, and I just said, hey man, how are you doing? He's like, dude, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I'm totally good to go. Like that was weird. I hadn't even had to earn. What, this is the thing that I remember. He goes, he goes, I remember. He goes, when I picked up that beer, we were, I got to the table, he goes, I put my, fi- my fingernail got underneath the, whatever that thing's called, yeah, the, 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 the opener. opener. Yeah. He said, my finger got underneath that opener and I started to feel like, oh, it's back. Because <laughs> you can imagine like a junkie, oh, like yeah. how, how that feeling, like when you get that, you're like, oh, it's almost here, it's almost here. Yeah. And he got that feeling. He remembered that feeling after 20 years, got his fingernail and he's like, oh, I get to go back, I get to have it. And then boom, no. Yeah. The fuck are you doing? And he was danger close. Yeah. Danger close from going down. God knows what happens. That was a incredible moment to see because you can see how two things. Number one, you can see how easy it is. Mm-hmm. And number two, you can see how much impactful it is to have someone around you that's going to be like looking out for you a little bit. Yeah. Or for someone to step in and help you get through tough situations. Yeah. Fully. So that to me was it was it was definitely a good learning lesson. Me too. Uh, to be watching out for other people and also the level after 20 years you can get sucked back in and yeah. think you're okay. I think it's gonna be all good. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not gonna be okay. It's not gonna be good. It's not gonna bring you anything. No, sir. That was, um, that impacted me too, by the way. Because I wasn't, I didn't really like make any kind of decision, especially at mm. that point where it, I was just doing camp. Like I don't really drink in camp. I think I'm, I mean maybe a few years ago I had like a, you know how they have wine sometimes. I like had a drink. I just don't drink in camp for whatever reason. Um, and then the, uh, experiencing that right there was like really thinking back. It was like a good uh, situation where I was detached yeah. from it, and I could see the two, you know, the two sides of it kind of playing themselves out, right? And then you're. You were like the, you know, the the good guy, and and he was like the victim, and the alcohol was kind of like the bad guy, the little devil, you know. And you were there, you yeah. know, the, the little fight just ensued right in front of my face, and this guy, bro, he almost went down straight yeah. up because it's not like you saw the whole thing happening. We didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. Actually, that's what someone else, someone else that was at the table with us, said to me. Like I never would have asked that. Me too. I said that. Okay, it was you? Yeah, yeah. You're like I never would ask that because to me, if someone if someone stopped drinking, there's a good chance they were an alcoholic. Mm. And if they say I haven't drank for 20 years, that's a that's like letting you know mm-hmm. there there's an issue. Yeah. And you know, I when I stopped drinking, I stopped drinking kind of like you. Like I just kind of stopped drinking. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any reason to drink anymore. I just so it wasn't like an epiphany moment for me that was like. I didn't wake up, you know, in the freaking gutter with my wallet gone and my wife left me and my kids, whatever. No, I I just 
retired from the Navy. Oh, I'm out of the Navy. Like, oh, yeah, well, I used to drink with those guys. Those guys aren't really here anymore. Uh, oh, I saw one of them last weekend. Oh, cool, we had a drink, but uh, I still got to go home. I got work to do. I got this, I got that. And it just eventually, over a pretty short period of time, I was like, yeah, this is stupid. Yeah. Um, I don't need to be doing this. Yeah. And then that was that. So you had these things. So you get to camp. You don't drink at camp. Did you decide at camp, you know what, I'm done? Was that at camp? Yeah, I think so. But it was like a light. It wasn't like a, you know, draw the line in the sand kind mm-hmm. of a decision. It mm-hmm. was just like, bro, I think, I think I'm kind of done. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, you know how you can kind of have what, these what little. What scares me about that is there's a, a lot of people, the description that you just gave and the description that I just gave, yeah. I don't think that's normal. I think mm-hmm. if you have a problem with alcohol, you have to draw a line in the sand. That's what I think. I so. actually don't think I have a problem with alcohol. Matter of fact, I know I don't. Like I, I have no desire to drink. When I stopped drinking, I had no desire to drink. So I can't say that I would have a problem. But I think and I think people that have a problem, they have to draw a line in the sand. And I know this because I've known alcoholics. Yeah, me too. The one beer, oh, just, no, I'm just going to have a few tonight. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing if you're an alcoholic. Yeah. It's not at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I do believe that everything is a spectrum. But I think that being an alcoholic, this is what it seems like that that that's a spectrum as well. But the really the the way that to ensure that it's going to be effective, that you can win the fight against that kind of stuff, is to draw the line in mm-hmm. the sand for sure. That that as far as like reliably win, mm-hmm. that's that's the way to do it. Hundred percent. What's weird is if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking like, well. I don't really think I would need to quit drinking because I don't think I have a problem with it. So therefore, I need, I'll just keep drinking. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like that just indicated to you that you actually really want to keep drinking. You probably have a problem. Yeah. If you're like, yeah, you know what? I don't. I, I don't think I should drink either. Yeah. You probably don't have a real problem, and you stop. Yeah. If you're listening, it's like, yeah, well, I don't really uh, would need to draw a line. This. If you're making, if you're already making excuses. Hearing this, and by the way, if I sound like I'm trying to get you not to drink, if you're listening to this, I am. I don't want you to drink. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't help you. Mm-hmm. I know it only will hurt you. I know it brings no benefit in your life. I know it hurts your health. It hurts your mindset. It hurts your workout tomorrow. It hurts your interaction with your family. It just doesn't do anything good for you. It doesn't help, as I said to you Correct. a few years ago. Drinking does not help you in any way. So I'm recommending line in the sand. Yep, I'm gonna stop drinking right when, right now. If you have to give yourself this weekend, that's definitely telling you that you should stop right now. Yeah, that's, that's right now. That is uh, sorted itself out. That method it sorted itself out to be a failure. Yeah, and I've always threatened to do like a uh, a podcast on the straight edge. I think we might have done an underground a little bit on straight edge, mm. but just the straight edge scene when I was growing up and what that was like. The there's a a whole genre of hardcore music that's all straight edge. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't do drugs. Yeah. And it look, it it's spun off in all kinds of wild directions. Yeah. Uh, but the the core of it, very positive in my opinion, definitely kept me out of that kind of stuff when I was younger. And I know it's kept a lot of kids and brought a lot of people onto the more positive th- side of things. But it's but it's a small small genre. Mm. Most music is telling you to drink, yeah. telling you to party. Oh yeah, that's, that's what most music is doing. It's terrible. Yep. 
you do notice a lot of that stuff too, like how much, and this sounds like obvious and there's nothing new, but like how much alcohol is part of like our culture oh, and yeah. even the good parts of our culture, right? So, you, you know, we just traveled recently. So I'm looking at all the cool advertisements on the electric billboards and like all this stuff. And one of them is like, oh, finally get a break, you know, get away, whatever, go to this hotel. Right. And they show all the cool, fun family stuff at this hotel and the kids running around like real wholesome stuff. Kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, man, that seems kind of nice. And a few of the clips are like, you know, the parents cheersing their wine yeah. and their like uh, tropical drinks. And they didn't say, hey, there's alcohol in here, but it's like obviously alcohol. Like that's what they're selling, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, the wine was obviously alcohol too, but, um, but it's like just, and it's just, it. that's just how, that's just part of it. You know, it's not like a big deal. And they're not saying, Hey, wink, wink. You can, if you really want to, you can have some of this stuff. If you really want to go hard, they're not saying that they're saying, Hey, this is part of the family, wholesome, uh, refreshing, re- recuperative experience of our yeah. awesome hotel. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. By the way, alcohol too, by yeah. the way, in yeah. that one. So hell yeah. Come get it. You know, kind yeah. of a thing. And it, and to be honest, it seemed kind of nice. The little ad was like, Oh, that looks kind of nice. But I was like, huh, interesting. How they, they just slid it in there. They slid it right, slid it right, in, right there. in there. All right. So you quit drinking. What do you notice when you quit drinking? Like what, how long did it take you to start feeling the effects of like, I'm not drinking anymore. Now I'm not drinking. It's been a, this well, many days. It will immediately. So, mm-hmm. and I've always known this and asked like Greg Jane, right? Greg McIntyre. Uh, um, I always talk to him about drinking, even when I was drinking, we just talk about it, the effects or whatever. If I go like one day without drinking, the next day not feeling that drag, bro, I feel like Superman. I was like, bro, no wonder guys can work so hard. They feel like freaking they have endless energy, you know? Because <laughs> I'm so used to dragging, you know? Yeah. Um, and But for whatever reason, it just didn't, you know, take hold or whatever. Um, but so, of course, I feel that like you just have and you're not dragging. And when you're used to dragging, like for just literally like a decade mm-hmm. of dragging pretty much every day as the norm. Damn. And now you're not dragging. You're like, holy cow. It's like you shed like, like a big been, ball and chain. Yeah. It's just cut loose. You <laughs> I know? was going to say you've been wearing a weight vest, <laughs> 20 pound weight bro, vest for the last bro, freaking 10 years. Mentally, that's literally what it feels like. And then it's weird because that feeling just gets stronger and stronger as like the weeks go on. Mm. So you're like, holy cow, like I didn't know, like it was weird. Like I always had this happen where I'd be dragging and then, and if you drink it enough, I given the kind of the research or whatever I've done, it's like it kind of get puts you into a literal depression mm-hmm. because you're like your chemical balance or whatever kind of gets imbalanced in that way because it's like this cycle and all this stuff. So I'd feel that, not super strong, but I'd feel it every once in a while where I'd be like, what is this dumb? Like, life is kind of like pointless in a way. Not, It's not suicidal, nothing like mm-hmm. this, but it's just kind of like, all right, you work and you do this. And it's like, who? I mean, but why does that even matter? You know, you go down this weird spiral. It's not super powerful, but it's there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. All right, cool, whatever. And then I go. crack open a drink. No, 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 <laughs> no, not at all. I'd go work out and I'd do a hard workout because like I said, I got into a point to the point where I could totally do a sick workout being hungover. I go do a workout and after maybe the first two, three like hard sets, boom, this rush of like, oh my gosh, life has so much more meaning now. And I don't know why. I know it's not because I worked out and life is freaking, you know, life is lifting. I'm not saying that, but it was just this more like this a little bit <laughs> and it kind of is, but it was just more of a feeling, you know? And I was like, there's some chemical shit going on in my head that that is causing me to feel like this. And this working out hard like this is kind of helping me balance it out. 
So that feeling that the workout at that moment, because it's happened a few times, that feeling just like is like constantly Becomes there. The norm. Yeah. So it's like every once in a while I'll be doing some normal everyday shit and then I'll be like, why am I having so much? Like, why am I enjoying this so much right now? And then usually I'll say it because Sarah knows that I stopped drinking or you even a lot of times I'll be like, like how I said, isn't jujitsu just so freaking awesome or whatever. Like that when I'm having those feelings, <laughs> like I'll express it to anyone around who, who can appreciate it. I'll be like, you know how freaking cool it is to not drink or what? You know, I'll say mm-hmm. that sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> is because of that reason. Cause you start like appreciating everything more. And I did anyway. Um, and, and as the weeks kind of went on, it just got more powerful, more and more powerful, you know? So that, that was it. That was the experience. So now all these ideas that you're like, Hey, I need to do more of this, or I need to start this or whatever. You're just frick. Hey, it's time. Let's do it. Let's start it. And then you mm-hmm. just do it. You know, you follow through with way more stuff. So I'd say, yeah, that's, that's the impact for sure. So you, did you. Did you tell Sarah, your wife, did you say, hey, I quit drinking? Um, or did you like, she said, oh, do you want me to make you a drink? And you're like, no, I'm good. And the next day she said, oh, do you want me to make you a drink? He said, no, I'm good. And I think yeah. I I don't really need it. You know, like. Yeah. I, I didn't like tell her and I'm trying to remember because, again, it wasn't like this big deal. Mm-hmm. I was just because, and let's face it, like. I've probably said it. I think I'm done with drinking a bunch of times oh, before. So, you so felt I, like maybe you didn't need to say it again yeah, for the 50th time. Exactly right. That's all I, I it would have felt pointless, yes, to say it like, hey, I'm th-. but I did end up saying it. I said, but I said, hey, I think I'm kind of done with drinking. I just said that. And she was like, yeah, me too. You know, like she'll say that. So what? She just got on board? Well, I think in the moment she thought, okay, we're going to try this again, you know, kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And then, um, and then I didn't drink and she was like after a few days she was like oh shoot i'm i think i'm with you you know kind of a thing and then she's, now she's feeling good yeah yeah she uh, you know i think most of us are like this where it's like oh shit that's what we're doing okay i can sign on to that you know like unless it's like some bad decision you know so it was kind of that going on and then yeah so that was that was it did, did you take the alcohol out of your house i didn't i didn't no do you feel like temptation no so no. What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? Vodka soda with lemon. Vodka soda with lemon. And like, do you have that? It, do you have that in your house right now? Um, I I Vodka. don't I don't know I don't know. Do you have any desire where you're kind of like feeling like it? Um no. So I'm trying to think of it. Have I ever had that since? Every once in a while. Here's it's this is weird. Anytime I hear like an old song that I used to like a lot, oh. because really when I really analyze my feelings, it's more like um, the benefit that alcohol did bring in the short term was like I could feel more like I could feel like oh the feeling like, you know, if you really get into a certain song, you know, the feeling it was like, oh, man, if I had a beer to in- help enjoy this, it was more of that. So I'll be like, oh, man, if I had to like to really immerse myself in the feeling. But it, it's such a fleeting feeling you know it's like once the song ends you're like freaking whatever that was a dumb thought kind of a thing so it was that uh i will say this though and and this is kind of important too mm-hmm. where it's nothing new but it's this is really i am convinced this is a massive massive deal where okay so when i go out to sushi i always drink sake mm-hmm. so i went out to sushi a few times once with my son no sake for probably the first time in a long time it was just me and him though he's seven mm-hmm. no sake so I was like, oh, freaking, it was way better with him. 
like way better than than my memories of going and drinking sake. I don't think I've ever gone with just him before, but nonetheless, I remember thinking, man, this is better. I'm like talking to him more, way more into this. Now, a few weeks later, I went with my cousin um, and I hadn't seen him for a while or whatever. And I went out to sushi and it was cool, really cool to see him, but it was not fun. It wasn't as fun as like it if seemed you would have been drinking yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Good to see you cuz. Yes, exactly. Right. And I think it was mainly because, you know, Is it's your cousin. Drinking? No, he doesn't drink at all either. Okay. Well, yeah. So it was good overall. Of course, it was a great time yeah. catching up with him, all this stuff. But put it this way, and it probably had a lot to do with my expectation because him, he's, you know, he's a professional comedian. He's a, you know, yeah. so I'm thinking festive, festive party time. <laughs> See what I'm saying? But it was little, it was a lot more mature. That's what it was. It was a mature interaction, you know, which was cool. But I think it comparing it to my expectation, it was like, oh shoot, it wasn't the party that I almost, I guess in a way, expected, you know? So, so there was that. So what's the big deal? You said this is a big deal. Oh, because when you go in certain environments, like if put it this way, he doesn't drink. And he was with his girlfriend as well. And, and she said, oh, yeah, I drink, but not really. So it's mm-hmm. not like she's going to start drinking when I just, when we were talking about not drinking. So none of us were drinking. Mm-hmm. So if he were to, in that moment, if he were to be like, oh, yeah, like, I, yeah, I drink freaking, let's get some sake. Come on. Like, all good. Not pr- in a pressure way. I'm just saying, like, if he were to offer that up as an option and I, and I was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I started drinking sake or whatever, I wouldn't have been surprised at all mm-hmm. because of that, you know, thing. And there's all these rationalizations that you can go through, like in your head. Wait, if he just said that, you think you would have been drinking? Yeah, that night. Yeah, yeah. Even sure. though you quit drinking. Yeah, because I I didn't. It's it's weird because it doesn't feel like I like yeah. drew a line in the sand. That's, I just I just came to the realization drinking doesn't help you. You know, kind of a seems thing. Seems a little bit sketchy. Yes, it does. Yeah, seems exactly a little right. Bit, seems like that might be a it might be an indicator that a line in the sand would be better. Uh, that's why I think a line in the sand is better. Yeah. Way, a lot more reliable. So we'll now, see. hopefully after this podcast comes out, people will just be like, oh yeah, Echo quit drinking. And hopefully they won't be like, oh, let's see if we can get him to drink. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it this way. If someone tried to get me to drink, yeah, then now it's off. like another thing. Now it's a challenge, me and you. Yeah. And bro, I'm winning. I, th- I feel like it anyway. Mm-hmm. That's an additional I put on reason. that special song and I offer you some sushi and sake and then I start vibing out. The best, no. way, to, the best way to do it is be a person who doesn't know any better and want to drink some sake with me, mm-hmm. then yes, I will. You're giving people the game plan. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah, if you can pull it off, whatever. I, now you can be suspect of people that act like they don't really know you and just act like they're trying to have fun and actually just offer you some soup. Yeah, sake. <laughs> I, yeah, it's gonna be to on purpose pull that off. I don't know, it doesn't seem like it'd work, but, um, but yeah, that, that's why I say it's a big deal because you can go in, in a certain in specific environment and relapse real mm-hmm. easy, uh, especially if you can justify it like that. You yeah, know? well, like the Alcoholics Anonymous thing is like people, places, and things. Yeah, you can't see the people you used to see. Mm-hmm. You can't go to the places you used to go, and you can't do the things you used to do yeah. if they have to do with alcohol. Mm-hmm. So you can't go see your old, you know, buddy Fred who mm-hmm. likes to get liquored up. You can't go to the bowling alley because that's where I used to drink yeah. and get liquored up. So that's oh, and then I can't bowl. Because that's the thing that I do, or yeah. fish, or whatever yeah. thing I'm doing. I'm drinking. So you know why that is the 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 thing. What is it? What would bowling people, be? People places. People places thing. things. So thing, if you that's go the thing that I do. Okay, so let's go places, right? So if you're used to going bowling, in my case, going to sushi with friends and yeah. freaking talking. So a lot of times, just a habit. 
Yeah, it's like it's like habit. It's a habitual thing, but like there's more to it. It feels like there's it's, there's something a lot more compelling because habit seems like something where you should just snap your brain and get out of the habit. Like I feel like that's kind of the thing, even though I know there's more to it. Routine, routine, habit, but almost on a level of necessity. So like if I go to sushi or if let's say I go bowling, and I'm like, okay, now when I go bowling, I don't drink beers now, and I go, and now bowling is really boring now. Because all that like association kind of works off each mm. other, you know, to make this experience. Now that one lacking element provides this experience that's not fun, not as fun. It's not as quote unquote pleasurable because of all the, you know. So now you're in that same experience bowling, and now it's super boring. So now you're kind of angry, like, hey man, what? Like I had this thing that was a, a enjoyable experience, part of my routine, my tradition, my whatever, you know, my whole thing, and now I don't like it, like. So you kind of rebel against that and add that ingredient again. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that that idea is su- it's it's uh it's super strong, you know. So it's hard to defeat unless you really kind of dig deep and and analyze it for what it is. You were telling me that you feel like you can control your brain now more. Yeah. It's true. 100%. Which is like mind control from freaking uh Discipline Freedom Field Manual. Now yeah. you feel what the I feel. Yep. I do actually, and I, that that went through my mind so much. Where I'm like, freaking, this is how Jocko does it. He just doesn't drink, you know. It's like I know there's more to it than that. I know, but the feeling is that night and day yeah. where you know the idea of, um, hey, you want to do something, right? You want to do something for yourself yeah. or with yourself, or um, you know, you have some goal you have or whatever yeah. things. It's not nothing huge. Like freaking, I want to lose. You know how easy or you know how simple it is to lose weight if you want to lose weight. You know how simple it is to work out every day. Like if you were like, hey, your life, like if you had like some ter- like terrorist person and was like, hey, I'm going to kill you if you don't work out five days a week this week. I'm going to kill you. The moment that the it turns midnight and you haven't worked out, I'm going to kill you. He's right there and you can't kill him. Bro, you would easily do that. It wouldn't be a problem. So it's like it's probably, it's super simple to do it. You mm-hmm. just essentially find reasons not to, right? So Excuses. Exactly right. Excuses, right? So excuses are powerful, but they're only as powerful as you allow them to be. So if you can... If you say, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to set this goal, short term, medium term, whatever, and then you don't do it, you can't control your mind. You for real can't control your mind because somewhere along the line, you said, yeah, I said I'd do that, but I'm not going to do that, you know, kind of thing. It's like, bro, you can't control your mind for some reason. I mean, I don't know where the disconnect is, but but for some, somewhere. You lost control of your mind. That's a yes. crazy thing to think about. Like we think about the power of the human will, and people make all kinds of goals and they just never do them. Just choose not just, to do just, it. Just yeah. like no, I'm instead gonna freaking sit around and watch Netflix. Yeah, like they, you, that's actually what they do. Oh yeah. Yep. Exactly right. That's very crazy. So you know about. how you your whole and it, it's half joke. It's probably not even half joke. It's like probably like one percent joke. The rest truth. Even though it sounds like a joke. You know how you're like, oh, how is a donut more powerful than your mind or whatever? Yeah, you know, yeah. like the old school that whole war against sugar-coated lies, like yeah. that thing. So really think about that. In actual boots on the ground, yeah. freaking like real reality, life. real it's life. A real thing. Think about that. Like I do not like, let's say, I don't know, let's say it's an aesthetic thing, right? You'd like, I don't like the way, I don't know, my body looks, mm-hmm. or I don't like my health, my current health, health. Right. The most important thing. Probably, yeah. If you lose your health, you lose whatever. Yeah. The most important thing, you only get one body. Like, you know, that whole thing. Really look, analyze it for what it is. So now this donut is literally a step backwards now, right? Yep. And the donut isn't a person who's like. It's not a manipulative <laughs> creature. Bro, it's just existing. 
It's literally just existing. Like you can literally <laughs> close your eyes and it doesn't even, you can't yeah, even see it. Yeah. Like it's, it's not like. you can't really smell a donut too much, most of them. And here's the thing, that doesn't matter either. <laughs> yeah, the thing could, li- you could literally like throw it down the can and it'd be done. Yep. Throw it in the trap, it's gone, you know. Yeah. It's not a thing that follows you around and forces that your hand behind your back or you got to like tap or nothing like that. It's like just existing. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do this with my That's health. Like going, it's like going out, you know, we have the grappling dummy. Yeah. Which is, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's like a, it's like a punching bag with arms, yeah. but just a stuffed punching bag with arms. Yeah. Imagine you walk out on the mats and you get tapped by that thing. <laughs> That's what happens when you eat a donut. Literally. It's yeah. like something that beats you that has no, no mind of its own. Yeah. It can't even move towards you. It can't do anything. And yet, you go out there and you just trip over the grappling dummy and and break your arm. I, I, would, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. It's like and crazy. To it's think. almost like not even an analogy. It's almost like literally that's what you're doing because the grappling dummy, like your mind, made it into a grappling dummy. It's just cotton and freaking leather and, and cloth, like yeah. put together in a certain. And your mind was like, "Ooh, that looks like a person." Yeah. Now that's a person, and it's over there in the corner, and you chose to walk over there, and you didn't trip over it. You walked and got into the triangle choke yeah. of the. You put his legs over. You put yeah. energy into putting his legs over your head, yeah. under your arm, and then like squeeze. You squeezed it. He didn't squeeze. That's just cotton. Cotton doesn't squeeze nothing. <laughs> you squeezed it and then tapped and be like, man, I just yeah. I just didn't have the skill today. You yeah. know, just had a bad day. Bro, no, no, you didn't. You had the skill. You had everything. Yeah. And then you chose to do it. Expended energy. You got by a freaking piece of cloth. Yep, exactly right. The, th- the same exact thing. And here's the thing. It's not like you just tapped out and whatever. With a donut, you literally have taken a step backward True. with in a very important, one of the most important things that you have in your whole life. And you took a step backwards just because... Yeah. You couldn't control your mind. That's why. <laughs> and you feel like you have more mind control now that you're not drinking. 100%. 100%. Uh, hey, what about, I know one of the biggest things that you say you take away from the podcast in general is the ability to see the strategic vision, the big picture, the long-term plan, as opposed to the short-term gratification, tactical, what I'm doing right now today. Yeah. Do you feel like the big picture, the long-term strategic plan has become more clear yeah. and easier to navigate towards? Yes, sir. B- big time. Actually, I would even go one step further and say it became clear because before I realized it was there. So like moment to moment, you're like, okay, you can make the evaluation. But you, now I feel like I can like actually see it for what mm-hmm. it is, like this actual real existing kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like I have way more access to it now. So you have this focus. You can control your brain. You understand the big picture. Um, you go through life. You'd heard, you, you always hear people tell you that, you know, alcohol is not good for you. I told you, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never was like, dude, you shouldn't. I don't think I ever said to you, you shouldn't drink. Nope. You gave me more shit about getting a Coke the first time you, like a Coca soda. Coca Cola, yeah. yeah. More than you ever did about anything drinking. Yeah, anything. well, I don't like that high fructose corn syrup <laughs> going into your, you know, into your gut. You're offended. Uh, but you heard that, but it, you never really understood the power of not drinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, as many people said, oh, yeah, it's a waste, it's poison, it's all this stuff. You never said to yourself, you know what? I mean, for a long time, for, for 10 years of drinking. Mm. You never said to yourself, you know what, this actually more than 10 years, probably 15 years of drinking. Yeah. You never said to yourself, my life would be way better if I stopped. 
right? Yeah. Now that you've stopped, is it even better than you thought it would be? Or well, you had heard it would be? It is on par. Uh, and keep in mind, mm-hmm. it's exactly how I put it this way. I never really actually imagined it. I just knew it as like kind of like the answers to a test almost, you know, like kind of like if someone were to ask me, hey, would your life be better or worse without drinking? I'd be like better because I know that that's true. I can't feel it, though. I didn't feel, yeah. you know, and you how don't much know, it, know it. Yeah. How how much better? How does that look when I do this? How does that look? Yeah, I never really thought real deep into that part of it. I, I, would, I was just basically going moment to moment, you know, like, so if I could pull it off, you know, one day, one week without drinking, then I could feel it, you know, but I didn't really like, I guess I failed to formulate any kind of like structure or plan or, or vision into the future. You know, I was like, cool, I, I did it. And I know that's good for me, you know, but who now I can kind of cut loose and whatever, you know, kind of a thing. It was like a moment to moment kind of thing. I think once it kind of takes hold and then you, you recognize it for what it is and then you kind of get exposed to, in a real way, what you could be doing and what your life could be and you're exposed to it actually happening. And then you say, okay, I choose right now to, to pursue this and not pursue this. Mm-hmm. And go back to what freaking K-Dog Kerry Helton said where you just go binary, go be like, okay, hey, I could either go this path and be like, hey, my life is gonna go to shit every single time. And in real life, it doesn't go to shit every single time level 10, no, it doesn't. But it might go level 0.1 yeah. or more 0.5 or it one. adds up. Yeah, exactly right. And here's the thing, it did, whether it adds up or not, I mean, it does add up, yeah. yes. Oh, freak yeah, obviously. But it doesn't matter. You're choosing to go negative per like, per, like event. You're mm-hmm. choosing it as opposed to the other choice, go positive. So it's like, okay, so I could either go here where my life goes to shit every single time, or I could go here where my life improves every single time and doesn't end. So then you kind of, if you can kind of formulate that whole structure in your head and be like, I choose this one, right? It it does become a lot easier for sure. (sighs) Well, I have noticed in the past few months since camp that your productivity is higher your attitude is better. I mean, you never had like a bad attitude, but your attitude is better. Yeah. I mean, even coming to train, Yeah. you know? I used to like laugh when you'd show up to train. I'd be like, oh, you're gonna train today, huh? Now you're you're in there, ready yeah. to go. Yes, sir. You're, you're uh, I'd say benefiting across the board. What's crazy to me is like, what else is like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? What else is it? Is, what about your phone? Like in, in, the, in the social media that you're just looking at? Or what about the food that you're eating? Or what about like the cold exposure? Like what little, what little things are out there? Jiu-jitsu. A lot of people don't know that that can put a smile on your face, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that kind of thing. So, it is definitely, it is definitely, and it's it's interesting. What's interesting about having you on here is you know most people that stop drinking, they they have been number one, they're alcoholics, and maybe I don't know. There's a severity for alcoholism. But they're like most people that quit drinking. They quit drinking because like they hit rock bottom, right? That's a thing. Yeah. Gotta hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And I would say you did not hit rock bottom. No. But you realized how much further you could go. Yeah. You know, it's like you didn't have to fall out of the tree to hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. But you looked up and saw that there's a lot more altitude to gain, and you ain't getting it if you're hitting the bottle every night. I believe so. Yeah. 
So let's stay clean, everybody. Yeah, I would say my, uh, I like these little metaphors, like little mm-hmm. vision where you can kind of have like a vision of it, a quantified like vision. And it's almost like alcohol is this, um, is this little devil. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, the devil can offer up some cool things. Oh yeah, you know, devil. That's what they. That's what the devil does. The deal with the, with the devil. Yeah, yeah exactly. The right. devil doesn't. Yeah, the devil doesn't offer you up things that look bad. The yeah. devil offers you up things that look good. Yeah. You get suckered in. Exactly right. And the, and no matter and the more you justify it, the more the devil's like, yes, 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 yes. You know, you're like, no, no, no. But it's not. It's helping me in this creative way. Or it's like, it's not a problem. You know, I do it to have more fun with my friends, build relationships, you know, all this stuff. With by the devil's in there, going, yes, 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 exactly. Like more of that, more of that. You know, kind of a thing. But really, what the devil is doing, it's it's finding its way into the a bunch of parts of your life. In fact, the more the better. The more parts of your life that the devil can find his way into, the, the better, better for him. For and him, then yeah. his goal is to just fuck it all up. <laughs> and the more you justify it, the more he's like, yes, yes, allow me into this part too. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, man, you're, you're stressed right now. I can help you with that. Like, let me help you with your stress, yeah. by the way. Put some alcohol on your stress. That'll help. That'll help. You know, it'll help for the next hour. You yeah. can't think straight. You forget about the fact that that stress is there. Yeah. And then you wake up and the stress is born. Oh, yeah. And then, you know what? Then you'll need me a little bit more. Don't worry. I'll be there. I'll be there for you until you die. It's true. (sighs) Quit drinking out there if you're drinking. Doesn't help you. Get some help if you need it. But the alcohol is not going to do it. Um, Anything else, Echo Charles? That's it. Hey, look. Don't be drinking that. But you know what you can drink? You can drink one of these right here. You can drink drink some Jocko Go. Mm -hmm. You can drink some Greens. Our greens are good, and they give you that. They give you everything you need. JockoFuel.com. Get some hydrate. Get some go. Get some milk. Get everything that you need to support your body. Don't be mixing. Don't be mixing go with alcohol. By the way, yeah. Some people have done it. Yep. They call it a jock tail. Okay. As opposed to a cocktail. That sounds cute for sure. Yeah. But kind of defeats the purpose a little purpose. bit. We're not you know? doing that. Why even drink? Actually, in a way. And hey, no offense, I'm not judging any person. Because it gives you energy. Because <laughs> it gives you energy to get more wild. But we know why we drink this one instead of yeah. the bad one. Yeah. Because this one's better for you. Yeah, yeah it tastes good. You know all this stuff. And but, bro, you're hey, kind of defeating the purpose. Honestly, if you're gonna if you're gonna mix drinks, I would rather you at least have it be more healthy version. <laughs> but I would really <laughs> prefer if you just didn't drink any alcohol. Mm. That's my recommendation. I'll tell and you. There was a there was you know we got a question on the underground a while ago and a guy. Had written in, you know, like, can I just have one or two drinks a month or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know what? And it was really in a time, this was, I don't know, maybe six months ago. Mm. And I was, I kind of had an answer in my head of like, listen, if you can drink, you know, you can have one or two drinks, not that big of a deal. That's normal. And people carry on. And, and, and I just couldn't say it, man. Yeah. I just couldn't say it. I was like, you know what? I just can't get behind alcohol. I just can't do it. Yeah. I've known too many people that have lost too much yeah. in their lives to alcohol. Yeah. You know, everything from people that have, you know, spent all their money, people that have drank themselves to death, uh, people that have wrecked their relationships, got divorced, end up killing themselves. Like, it's a terrible, it, uh, it's such a huge part of all that negativity. Why do it? Why do it? And look, if you're out there kicking ass and you think to yourself, well, I'm kind of like Echo. You know, I still do my job. I still get everything done. I can still get a workout in it. Imagine how much better you could be if you didn't have that ball and chain around your ankle. If you didn't have that weight vest on. So don't do it. That's my recommendation. 
I do recommend Jocko Fuel, jockofuel.com. You can get it at Wawa, you can get it at Vitamin Shop, GNC, Military Commissaries, AFES, Hannaford, Dash Stores, Wakefern, ShopRite, HEB, down in Tejas. What's up, Texas? Texas. We were just down there for the muster. Oh, yeah, outstanding. Outstanding event. Uh, Meyer up in the Midwest, Harris Teeter, Lifetime Fitness, Shields, small gyms everywhere. You know, you got a jiu-jitsu gym, you got a CrossFit gym, you got a powerlifting gym. You want to get some Jocko Fuel in there, email jfsales at jockofuel.com. Also, true. don't forget about if you're training jiu-jitsu, which you should because it'll put a smile on your face in many equa- in many occasions. Sometimes it won't. We get that. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to get frustrated. <laughs> you might get a frown here and there. Yeah. You That's may, just the dom- you, the frowns or just the doms of jiu-jitsu? Yeah. The mental sometimes you're like, ah. yep. like Sometimes you get really mad doing jiu-jitsu. You get caught. You do something stupid. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. I've seen you. Well, appear, I've seen you appear really mad. Yeah. With Dean Lynch, a few times. Yeah, 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 a few times. Um, but I don't know that I've ever felt really actually mad in jujitsu ever. Yeah. Even when I got injured, I, 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 I was, get, I, I was mad get, that I was injured, I but I wasn't mad if I'm injured. But when I was mad injured. that I was. But I was glad I'm still doing jujitsu though. Yeah, true. You know, it's like the live by the sword, die by the sword kind of a feeling. If you want Jocko Fuel there, get, uh, go to JF Sales at JockoFuel.com. And if you need jujitsu gear, wherever you are, go to originusa.com. If you need jeans, wherever you are. If you need boots, wherever you are. If you need t-shirts, hoodies, rash guards, whatever you need, go to originusa.com and get American-made stuff. Don't support communism. Don't support slavery. Don't support child labor. Don't support poor quality products. Support an American-made product that is of the highest quality. OriginUSA.com. Get what you need. Oh, yeah. Big there you time. Go. Also, discipline equals freedom. This is true. It's true. The more disciplined you are, the more free you are. Cut the ball and chain. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Freaking ball and chain. Um, yeah, but you want to represent on this path where we're on the path, drinking or not. Whether you chose to quit drinking yet yeah, or not, we're still on the path. You want to represent? JockoStore.com. Discipline equals freedom. Good. These are good attitudes to have, by the way. Um, that's where you can get your stuff. Hats and hoodies. Shirts, of course. Um, also, this shirt locker, by the mm-hmm. way. I saw a lot of representation at the muster from the shirt locker. Really peaks a lot of people, other people's curiosity. Yeah. Yep. When they say, yo. Yeah. You just made like a heavy metal-ish looking one. It's pretty dope. Yep. Yeah, yeah, fully. <laughs> and so a lot of them are are like this, which I didn't realize, but like when I see everyone kind of with it, it's almost like, you know, we know discipline equals freedom. We see you wearing the, you know, the deal and um, you'll see like a new one. They'll be like, hey, where'd you get that one? Like yeah. that one's like kind of cool. Like, where'd you get that one? I never, I didn't see that one before, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's kind of the phenomenon in a way. Yeah. Good representation this past there week. There you go. For sure. Shirt locker. It's called the shirt locker. It's on Jocko store. It's a cool subscription. You get a new one every month. Uh, you know, a new, new design every month. Cool on JockoStore.com. Hey, you might also need steak, right? You might need yes. ground beef. Go to ColoradoCraftBeef.com. Freaking outstanding, outstanding steak. And also PrimalBeef.com, which is out in Virginia, the Shenandoah Valley. So you got two options right there to get yourself some steak. The, they will deliver it to your door. And you can just grill it up. You can throw it. Uh, you can throw it in a pan and cook it 
two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. What is it? Total of eight minutes. And mm. you probably got yourself a solid steak right there. Yeah. Throw some pepper mm. and some rock salt on it. Watch your heat, by the way. Yeah, don't get crazy. Don't yeah. get nuts. Yeah, don't get nuts on the Don't get one. nuts on the heat. What what heat would you say? Uh, I would do Strong, a medium. medium. Oh, wait, wait. Do you put the, 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 what do you call the top? The cover? Yeah, no. the cover. Should nope, I? cover. Okay. No, 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 no. I do the cover, but then I just go one minute, one minute, one minute, one minute. One minute only. Four minutes. Yep. But with the top on. Okay. Because that's maintaining a lot of heat, cooking it from multiple directions. I think so, yeah. Okay. So, you know, hey, we all have our process. Check those out. Uh, awesome people, awesome companies that you can you can get into, and you can also eat some awesome food. So, there you go. Also, subscribe to this podcast. Also, go to jockounderground.com and subscribe to that alternative podcast. Also, Psychological Warfare, flipsidecanvas.com, but from Dakota Meyer, all the different books that I've written. Check those things out. We have Echelon Front. We just got back from the muster. Thousand people there. It's been sold out for months. The next one is in San Diego. If you want to come to it, you got to go register right now. We solve problems through leadership. Echelonfront.com is the website. We also have online training. Leadership is not something you can do one time and now you know how to do it. Just like you don't get in shape going to the gym one time. You got to go every day. So that's what we made the Extreme Ownership Academy for. ExtremeOwnership.com. You can go on there every day and you can learn leadership and you can review leadership and you can hone your leadership skills. So you can handle everything that's going on in your business and in your life, extremeownership.com. And if you want to help service members, active and retire, you want to help their families, gold star families, check out Mark Lee's mom, Mama Lee. She's got an unbelievable charity organization. If you want to donate or you want to get involved, go to americasmightywarriors.org. Also, don't forget about Micah Fink. I just met a graduate from the heroesandhorses.org program. Great individual from the Marine Corps that had been through the program, was having some real issues going to to the program, comes out of the program like a new man. So thanks to Micah Fink for what he's got going on there. Also, Jimmy May's got an organization to help people transition out of the military, beyondthebrotherhood.org. So check that out. And if you want to connect with us on the interwebs, we're on there. Echoes at Echo Charles. I'm at Jocko Willing. Just watch out for the algorithm because it's a monster and it'll sneak up on you. It'll probably bring it'll probably serve you a beverage to a drink, an alcoholic drink. Yes. Just get you to sit there and scroll. Drunken scrolling. Uh, this is bad news. Don't let it happen. We'll see you on the on the interwebs, but we're not gonna be part of that algorithm. And thanks to all of our military personnel out there. These are tenuous times right now very tenuous times the war drums are beating and for us sitting back here in america going oh we should do this and we should do that and it's all of you out there in uniform that actually answer the call so thank you for what you all do and also thanks to our police law enforcement firefighters paramedics emts dispatchers correctional officers border patrol secret service and all first responders Thank you for answering the call here at home. And to everyone else out there, I'm going to give you some guidance from Lemmy of Motorhead, another band that put some bricks in the path for me and helped me out as a kid. Lemmy says, so you see the only proof of what you are is in the way you hear the truth. Grab a hold. Don't let go. Don't let them rob you of the only thing you know. Oh, no. No one else got the right to make you feel sorry for yourself. 
stay clean. It's your only hope. So stay clean, everyone. And until next time, this is Echo and Jocko. Out.